Hello. I've decided we'll just have to live with all the noise that my family makes. Try to do one. <clears throat> I try to do this podcast outside. And all I've come out of it with is mosquito bites. <sighs> Lots of mosquito bites. So, we're going to do it here. Right here in my room. Upstairs. With a closed door. And hopefully, no noise. So anyway, this is the intro. This is a podcast. Yay. I had a script written. You just have to bear with me. I'm kind of embarrassed by it. But we're going to go with it because I'm tired. And I need a grade for this. <laughs> so, podcasts for me are super interesting, which is why I wanted to do it. Because until six months ago, I hated podcasts. The reason? I don't like to listen to people. I don't actually listen. I need to see so like unless we're talking on the phone which that means I'm like interacting with you versus listening to a voice that's just droning on and on and on and then watching people who are dynamic and you know moving and stuff I prefer watching video but I started watching these podcast highlights and I thought, wait, that's actually really cool because, you know, driving on your work, way to work, driving on your way to work, you can listen to these really interesting conversations. And, um, oh, by the way, these are K-pop podcasts by Dive Studios. And, you know, you already know the people behind the mic. So you can imagine what they're doing while they're talking. I guess you can imagine their facial expressions because you know who it is. Um, and I really find them interesting to listen slash watch because they don't talk about just K-pop. They talk about life or, you know, how, what would happen if I got a brain transplant? Would I lose my memories? Would I gain that person's memories? Would I have both? What would happen? I do really, 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 really like those K-pop podcasts. And I think because of that, I've become more open to listening to other kinds of podcasts. There's a podcast called Girl in Space that my sister was listening to. And I find that really interesting. So, yeah, podcasts. Um, but anyway, today's topic is Abandoned Places. Which is very creepy and cool. And so it is perfect because October is just around the corner and everyone's getting out their jack o' lanterns and witches and stuff. And while I personally do not celebrate Christmas, well, I don't celebrate Christmas, but I don't celebrate Halloween because of religious reasons, um, I am still looking forward to it. For two reasons. Actually, three. Yeah, three reasons. One is candy corn, because candy corn is the world's, not the world's most delicious candy, but it's gotta be one of the best candies 
and it's like only ever possible to find during Halloween, which means stock up. <laughs> which, by the way, surprisingly, not that many people like candy corn. I don't know if you like candy corn, but I don't understand it. It's good stuff. It's essentially just sugar with color and some corn syrup to pack it together. But it's delicious. So good. So very, very good. So yeah, I'm looking forward to candy corn. Something I'm looking forward to that I don't think will happen is the SM Halloween party. I say that because... There's coronavirus lurking in the air, and they probably won't gather together over cute costumes and stuff. Um, but if they do, I'll be looking forward to it because there's a lot of crack behavior that goes over <laughs> goes on over there. And I love to like watch like the videos that they post on Instagram from the party. Why? Why? Why did you beat the horn? We all live here. Hmm? Why? Anyway, so yeah, SM Halloween party. And third is pumpkin spice lattes, which are delicious. I did not understand the hype for a while. Um, but then one day I had a pumpkin spice latte and I was just like, wow, this is a new taste. What have I been missing in my life? Yeah, cinnamon, nutmeg, ginger, coffee. What more do you need? Milk and sugar. <laughs> no, I'm not going to say that. Okay. Um, so, PSLs and their deliciousness is the third thing that I'm looking forward to this coming October. Actually, I think it's already PSL season now that I think about it. Yeah. PSL season should start in September, if I'm not mistaken. But it's been a while since I've been to a Starbucks or... Even a Wawa I have not been to since quarantine. I am really missing my expensive coffee fix. Um, so, now that I've talked the first five minutes of this podcast into existence, let's actually talk about the reason that we're here. So my abandoned place is Colonscop Namibia. I'm going to call it Namibia. It just sounds right. Um, so Namibia is a country in southern Africa. And Kolmanskop is an island in this country. Which is all desperate. Very interesting. There are like um, pictures of the houses on Google. And there are whole, whole sand dunes in the houses that were left behind. Like, Wikipedia said it would be knee-deep, but, like, mountains are inside those houses. Mountains. I'd probably drown in all of the sand that was in the houses. So, like, you're, we're talking, like, f at least five feet of sand. And, like, each room of the house. Not, like, in the house put together. Very interesting. <sighs> anyway, you're probably wondering why leave the house behind and not sell it. Well, no one would have bought it. So many people in this house. How are there only three people in this whole house and they're all so darn loud? 
Like, you can't come into the house any quiet. Nobody would have bought these houses if they had tried to sell it. Why? This is not a ghost story. This is a very Pyongyang. Ah, my Korean. Disgusting. This is a very normal story. It is one of the best ways to exemplify human greed. So, long ago, in a far, far away land, Diamonds were discovered on beaches beautiful and blue. A man named Zacharias, Zacharias Lewala found a singular diamond while he was working. Let me just say, Zach here is the goat. Because diamonds in the rough are essentially super hard pebbles. They're super shiny, yes. But like, covered in sand on a beach, I'd just be like, Well, hey bro, there's some fresh glass right there. Be careful and go about my day. But anyway, he saw a diamond. Or, <laughs> never mind. Apparently, it was not one diamond, but like a good pile of them. Yeah, I see that now. Sorry, Zach. We have to remove goat status. Maybe next time. <laughs> anyway, he finds these diamonds, um, and he tells his boss, "Do what I found that ice," which rookie mistake because he could have been rich all on his own. <sighs> Clicky steps, but he didn't even get a cent finding these precious gems and like a good pile of them which you know honesty and chivalry shiv chivalry and all of that I suppose is good but anyway he tells his boss and his boss who is a German man, man named August Stotch at the time German Germany owned Namibia um, he says oh Cool, you found diamonds. Let me bring all my friends over and we can just take all of it. So, Germany immediately seals off this island as a spare gibbet. Spare, spare, spare git. Anyway, they sealed it off as a restricted zone that no one could enter so that they could excavate and Remove all diamonds from the sandy dunes. Sandy dunes. Yeah, remove all the diamonds from these sand dunes. And so, you know, they're digging up these diamonds and Coleman Scott is making money. Life is going great. Everyone was like, wow, those dudes in, in Coleman Scott are rich. Let's get rich. Let's go. So they did. Nat Geo says that one family even had a pet ostrich that would like terrorize the town that they used to pull a sleigh at Christmas time. Which is like weird flex, but okay. <laughs> um, yeah, so Folk and Comanstop are living the life, and then and then 20 years later, um, by the way, these diamonds that Zach found were found in 1908. So 20 years later in 1928, the diamonds are essentially gone. But that's cool because there just so happens to be another island with so much more diamonds. Why not we all why don't we all just like hop on a boat and head over? So they do. 
and they leave their houses and their possessions, everything behind except their bodies and the clothes on their back. I assume they're both there because you had to pay to go. Once you made your own token, but then why? Why would you do that? But yeah, so they left all their belongings there, which with, I guess, the mindset that when they got to this new island with all these diamonds, they could just build another house like they had when they got here or when they got to Coleman Scott. I don't think that's very wise because there's a high possibility that there are no diamonds there, but there were, so that's fine. <sighs> but so this town is completely abandoned in 1956. So it takes a while before they officially, everyone's officially gone. I guess there were still people living on the island that weren't diamond miners. I think that's the word for it. Diamond miners are. They weren't excavating as much anymore, and there were people that were still living there who didn't excavate at all. <clears throat> so, fun facts, these homes that were built almost 90 years ago are still standing, despite no maintenance at all. Um, but sand is very abrasive, so Nat Geo says that it's likely that within the coming years, within the next couple of decades perhaps, these houses will be obliterated into the sea. And it will become an island with nothing on it once again. Um, other fun facts. A lot of movies have been filmed here. Let me Google real quick. Coleman Scott. Movies. Or movies filmed... In Coleman's Cup. Um, okay. So, we had, it was used as the location for The Mantis Project, which is a South African TV series. Uh, 1993 film Dust Devil. Or 1992. I was not alive then, so I wouldn't know. Um, in 2000, they filmed The King is Alive in Coleman Scott. In a 2010 episode of Life After People, Lunar Crop, Wonders of the Universe, Destination of Truth, Agnes Dean, Samsara. Yeah, so Nat Geo said that it was like a really popular po um, popular spot for like music videos and stuff to so uh, to be filmed here. So I think that's like really interesting to know. But anyway, that was Coleman Scott. Yeah. Some other things. Um, in 1912, they had 11.7% of the world's total diamond production, which is quite a bit, I think. And it was essentially like a German town with bakeries and post offices and ice factories and train tracks. So that is 
it. I wish I could show you like pictures and stuff because this house is hilarious to look at. Like to think that like the windows are just gone. Nah. Okay. Alrighty. Well, I have been summoned, so I'm just gonna head out. Bye.